Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Adam Levy, and this is Working Scientist, a Nature Careers podcast. This six-part series, Business of Science, breaks down what you need to know to commercialise your research. In the first episode, we looked at getting started and pitching, and in the second, we discussed the commercial career landmark of getting a patent. If there's one thing that we've learned so far, it's that there is a lot to learn. But don't be put off, because a lot of what you've already learned through your research can directly help you in the business world. Here's Daniel Batten, who's an investor with Exponential Founders Fund and a coach for potential entrepreneurs with Beyond the Ceiling. A lot of the time scientists feel, oh, I don't have business skills, but that's so not true. Um, If you know the scientific method, well, that's directly transposable into market validation because market validation is nothing more than running a series of experiments and testing hypotheses and working out what fits what doesn't. Secondly, you've probably had to write a few grants in your time so you know how to influence people. Well, that's a pitch. It's just you have to deliver it. It's not in writing. Uh, third thing, as a scientist, you you do collaborations all the time. So you've had to get used to working in a team environment and making collective decisions. So a lot of these skills are directly transposable into business. But actually transposing those skills is another matter. And in this third episode, we're taking a look at the support that can help you achieve that. Many universities and research institutions have technology transfer offices, which support researchers as they transition to commercialise their research. They connect the academic and business worlds, offering help in everything from patents to finding partners to work with. Barbara Domain Heyman is entrepreneur-in-residence at the Francis Crick Institute in London. In this role, she supports biotech businesses as they're starting up. And she explains what an important piece of the puzzle tech transfer offices are. The tech transfer offices are hugely important in many ways. So if you actually have the idea of building a business from something that you're actually working on as part of your Um, academic research, then of course you're going to need to talk to your tech transfer office and organise some kind of a a licence agreement. Working out such licensing agreements or arranging patents is a key reason why researchers should talk with their tech transfer offices. Another might be around getting financial support to take a project to the next step. 
That's exactly what Vai Vu found. She's chief operating officer of HelioHeat, a company commercializing a technology to concentrate solar power. She worked on this during her PhD at the German Aerospace Center, or DLR. The DLR has also this tech transfer institution uh, within, and um, they funded, for example, like um, the second prototype, so the bigger one that they tested in the real plant, and they they funded that. But they mostly just gave the money, but not really support or mentoring or coaching. But tech transfer offices can go well beyond being a necessary port of call or helping you find a source of cash. They can actually provide a host of services to help you get started and set up as solidly as possible. Here's Barbara again. Tech transfer offices, I think, have improved enormously over the last 20 years. And the calibre of people that they employ and the, the fact that these people have often had experience also of industry... Um, has really changed the dynamic there a lot. And because they will be kind of your your gateway um, and they, they have the potential to make your journey, you know, either, either relatively smooth or, or, or a lot slower and more complicated. So tech transfer offices are important. The good ones, of which there are many, um, will really support the academics um, in starting off along the path, really understanding what they need to do, help them find investors, help them build their initial team even. So, you know, the good tech transfer offices are a tremendous help. So how can you get this tremendous help from your transfer office? Well, to find that out, I figured we should speak with someone who works to transfer tech at a university. Kelly Sexton is Associate Vice President for Research Technology Transfer and Innovation Partnerships at the University of Michigan in the United States. So my job at the University of Michigan is to try to amplify the positive impact of research. One of the main tools that we use to scale the impact of University of Michigan's research and innovation is commercialization. And that can involve um, working with faculty, understanding their research, protecting research discoveries and technology with patents, and then licensing that technology either to existing companies or increasingly to entrepreneurs as the basis for a new startup company. I caught up with Kelly to find out how the ideal relationship between researchers and their tech transfer offices should operate. I started out by asking what tech transfer offices offer and what you should be able to expect from them. So at its core, the tech transfer office is tasked with supporting faculty and the research community and their efforts to commercialize their research discoveries. So, you know, at at a bare minimum, we should have um, a competent staff of, of people who can understand the science and technology. Um, who can develop a commercialization strategy and a patent protection strategy and can work with the researchers to identify companies that could be potential licensees. Increasingly, we are also focusing on and should be resourced to support the formation of new startup companies. Another component that tech transfer offices are now taking on is helping in general to attract companies to engage in sponsored research at the university. So I'd I'd say the core mission has really expanded from 
mainly focusing on patent and licensing to also focusing on uh, company formation and corporate research engagement. Now, if someone is thinking about commercializing their research, be that through a startup or maybe through more conventional uh, means, when should they be thinking about first having that discussion with the tech transfer office? Oh, yeah. So um, I think it, earlier, the better. Um, the tech transfer office can provide early stage feedback on the idea, um, can point you in the direction of resources that really can help you to refine the idea, can help point you in the direction and connect you with resources to help advance your research. So I would say to start the conversation, it's never too early. So we can really work with the researcher to help them map out what would be the right time to apply for translational research funding. And so, you know, talk early and talk often with your tech transfer office. So do you have any tips on how researchers can go beyond just kind of getting the basics from a tech transfer office and really get the most out of it? To really get the, the most out of it, you should be asking them for advice on translational research funding opportunities. You should be asking for their help in making connections um, with companies that are interested in collaborating with the university. When a company is looking to you know, establish connections with um, you know, university researchers, Often the tech transfer office or, you know, what's often a sister organization to tech transfer, their, their corporate engagement office, those are typically the first calls for many companies. And so, you know, by having, you know, your research portfolio top of mind for the people um, who are receiving these inbound calls, can help with the serendipity of making the right connection at the right time. I would you know, also look to the tech transfer office for introductions to venture capital investors, even at the early stages, um, so that you can learn more about what VCs are looking for. So tech transfer is very much a relationship business. And so if you really want to get the most out of working with your tech transfer office, you know, ask them for help in establishing um, and benefiting from these relationships. On the flip side, what are the mistakes or issues you see coming up a lot in the relationship between researchers and their tech transfer offices? You know, one that I, I find sometimes humorous is, is when the faculty member um, wants to be secretive, um, you know, with their research program and, and doesn't want to share it with the tech transfer office. So, so in that case, we really can't be that helpful. <laughs> and, and that should, you know, that should really never be a concern. Um, you know, your, the tech transfer office is there, you know, as a service to faculty. And, and we can only be helpful if you're, you know, willing to talk to us. And, and of course, we're professionals and we will maintain everything in confidence and, you know, we're the group that's going to help you get patent protection for your ideas. So, so we need you to be open with us. Um, you know, be open to coaching and, and feedback. Um, you know, many, many faculty get where they are in their career because they are absolutely the world experts in a specific um, domain area. But they're likely not an expert in commercialization and startup company formation. So be willing to take feedback from the tech transfer office and, you know, be willing to take feedback from the partners that the tech transfer office can introduce you to. 
keep an open mind, be willing to take feedback, focus on growing the opportunity, growing the pie, as opposed to owning the entire pie. Um, one of the tools that we use in the, in the profession to help move technologies out into the world is the formation of, of startup companies. As a faculty member, when you're engaged in the formation of a startup company, at some point you're, you're going to have to you know, release um, some amount of control over your technology and its commercialization strategy, and, th and that can be hard. But I think let's focus on the bigger picture, which is you know attracting the talent and funding to help advance the technology into you know the new therapeutic, the new medical device, diagnostic, you know the new product, and so that's going to mean giving up some amount of ownership and control. But if we're increasing the value of the opportunity overall owning uh, and controlling a small portion of the pie that's very valuable is better than owning an entire pie that has no value. <laughs> Have you ever had experiences where this relationship between the tech transfer office and a researcher really hasn't worked? And do you have any advice if researchers or other tech transfer officers find themselves in similar positions? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a relationship business and, and not all relationships work. And, um, you know, sometimes very reasonable minds can can differ. And don't be afraid to, to ask for a new point of contact. If it's just not working with the person you're working with, you know, it, it, it's okay to ask for a restart and, um, and, and to ask to be able to work with someone else in the office. Um, we very much as a profession want to help our faculty and we want this to work. And we recognize that, you know, we're only human and sometimes just trying an, a fresh face can, can help move the, move the project ahead. I wondered whether you had any anecdotes of how you've worked with researchers or anything like that that, that could be illuminating for, for our listeners. Many times our relationships with, um, you know, with faculty will span years. And there may be cases where the first project really doesn't work out. You know, we, we get close to licensing it. Maybe we're even successful in licensing it. Um, but we, we learned that that particular technology has some fatal flaws. We've been able to, um, in some of those cases, give that feedback back to the faculty member and they, they take it back to the lab, they apply for some new funding and they pivot where they've taken that, that early feedback into account. Another way that we like to, to help our faculty is with connections to research funding. From time to time, we will have small pockets of money that we can use to, say, support the salary for a graduate student or a postdoc who's close to, say, graduating or ending their postdoctoral fellowship and leaving the lab. We can, on occasion, provide the funding to be able to keep that person on for another year or two to continue working on the technology. And then, you know, in those one or two years, provide them with mentorship and support um, to help develop the business plan. And, you know, eventually their, their exit route can become 
forming a startup company to take the technology further. So we, we really love it when that happens. So, you know, maintaining that close connection with the tech transfer office, being willing to receive feedback and coaching can, you know, help us find those resources to help you advance your technology. One of our really important resources at the University of Michigan is we have a sizable mentor and residence program. And I would suggest looking to your tech transfer office to see what kind of mentoring programs they have to help you advance your, you know, your science forward to commercialization. And how could an actual company work with a tech transfer office? We enjoy um, having conversations with companies to understand the type of expertise that they're looking for. So for a tech transfer office, it is an absolute win if we can um, bring a new research partnership to one of our faculty members. I mean, we just love it when that happens. So, you know, companies should absolutely seek out the tech transfer offices and just know that we're motivated to help you make a connection with a research program um, that might generate a licensing opportunity for your business. Um, might lead to a, an ongoing research relationship where the company is, you know, for instance, sponsoring research in a particular faculty member's lab and is, as a result, um, gaining access to intellectual property created through that sponsored research agreement. Or maybe it just leads to, um, you know, a connection with a, with a key opinion leader or thought leader in the field. Um, that can be a, you know, a source of, you know, um, positive engagement for that faculty member and the company. We love helping to make those connections. So absolutely, even small businesses that are tech focused, whether in the life sciences or, you know, high tech fields should be making connections with tech transfer offices. And, you know, maybe check in with them um, with some frequency, you know, what, twice a year if you have a, a great um, university in your, in your backyard. And, you know, just um, try to maintain those connections and you never know where they might lead. That was Kelly Sexton. And that's almost the end of this third episode, which means we're halfway through this Business of Science podcast series. And so far, we've really focused on what it takes to get your idea out of academia and into the commercial world, whether that's pitching your idea to potential investors, getting it patented, or partnering up with your tech transfer office. But let's say you've already overcome these obstacles and your business is booming. Well, then it's time to grow your business. But how? Well, next episode, we're going to tackle exactly that question, how to scale up. Until then, this has been Working Scientist, a Nature Careers podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Adam Levy. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.